The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Tonight on Ram Showcase, the players are voting on the new CBA, but don't get too excited. And later, we're talking about the Rams' pending free agents, who might leave and who might stay, next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase. Welcome back officially. We are back in action, uh, back at the sheriff station here. I do apologize about the break, but I want you guys to understand that uh, I don't like taking these breaks, and I get really antsy when I'm not doing the show, and now I'm back. But I appreciate your guys' patience with my work and school schedule. It has been absolutely bananas, but we are getting there and uh, making some good progress. Uh, graduation is in October, so uh, by the the first little bit of the football season this next season, I got a lot more time freed up, so that's going to be real nice. But uh, we'll see what happens as far as work goes. I'm guessing I'll be getting a new job. I'm kind of hoping so, at least in that uh, in that realm. So hopefully we can get some good action going. But we've got a pretty good show for you guys tonight. We're talking a little bit about the CBA and kind of some of my issues with it and kind of some comments some players have made. And then uh, we'll be talking about some Rams players who could be leaving, who could be staying. We'll get into all of that. And then, um, of course, we got a little short Joe Stradamus for you guys. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that long with you guys today. Probably not. I would have to guess that will probably go pretty short, but I think first and foremost, though, I think we need to talk about some CBA stuff. I know this is a very hot topic right now, and uh, it's it's being talked about a lot, and we're seeing some players make some comments, and uh, the players now have until the 12th to vote, March 12th, and uh, to vote on this. They were given seven days to read uh, the CBA. It's over 400 pages long, and uh, all we need here is uh, over 50% of the players to vote yes, and then we're good to go. Unfortunately, uh, most players are being very open about not liking this. I've actually only seen one player say that they are going to vote yes. Uh, everybody else, uh, of course, we're not hearing from every player who is voting, uh, but everybody else is basically saying that uh, that it's a uh, game over and they they, they don't want to do it. Actually, Todd Gurley tweeted, vote no with some emojis on there. And uh, Aaron Donald responded and said, vote hell no. So I can take that as, as you guys would want to. Uh, Chris Jones, uh, defensive lineman of the Kansas City Chiefs, was on the herd yesterday. And uh, his point was actually the 17 game season said that uh, why is he going to why are they going to beat themselves up a little bit more when they don't, the, the increase in pay is not that high and. Uh, you know, I have not personally read all the all the way through the CBA. I I did download it and watch uh, or uh, read a lot of it. But and if you guys are interested in reading it, uh, reach out to the show. Reach out to the the uh, the 
the Twitter page, anything like that, the Facebook page, social media, and I can send you guys the link to download it. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted it. It's very open. They're not they're not really trying to hide anything necessarily, but it is a lot of information to go into. So, uh, but actually, going back to Chris Jones and what he said. Uh, he mentioned that if they're going to do a 17-game season, that he wants to limit the padded practices in training camp to five, which is actually at 14 right now. And his point is basically, why is he going to get beat up in practice to play extra games? And, you know, he's kind of looking at the the longevity of his career. And, and I don't think it's necessarily even a money thing. I think it really is about the contact and the the impact that the, the, the games have on their bodies. And uh, I highly recommend looking at Chris Jones's comments on the herd. Uh, it was posted in a YouTube video. You can search up the, the herd and, and check it out there because w- it was actually really interesting. And that was his point is uh, why get beat up for uh, basically not that much more money. And there's a lot of money factors going into it. Of course, we've kind of seen uh, some of the different aspects of that and uh, different percentages and all that stuff. But of course, only if you guys really want to get into that. Uh, then I would I would recommend looking up the CBA. And again, I'll send you guys the link if you want it. Um, you guys can feel free to message the Ram Showcase uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. You can message me personally. My name is Joe Branham, um, Sheriff Joe Bags, if you guys don't know. Uh, so make sure you guys do that. Uh, if you guys need the social media sites, that is at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase, Sheriff Joe Bags as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Um, however you need to find me or to find that link is totally fine. My issue with the CBA right now is actually not with the CBA itself. It's actually with the public relations on the NFLPA and on the NFL side. So the NFL is giving us information. They're saying we're going to convert more money to the players. Uh, we want to add a game. We're going to pay them more. Uh, we're going to increase benefits, 10-year insurance after you retire. We're going to increase benefits for already retired players. And this is all sounding amazing. Uh, the NFLPA is not saying anything. All we're getting from the NFLPA side is that players don't like the CBA. So we're hearing that from the NFL all the positives from the CBA and then from the players that it's awful. So my problem with that is the fact that the PR is just terrible on the NFLPA side, which is what happened on the last CBA, which is why the players kind of got screwed in the last CBA, you know, with the the sliding scale for, for rookies, the four-year deal, and then, you know, people are getting underpaid. Aaron Donald was underpaid for a few years. We got quarterbacks who are being underpaid pretty regularly. Uh, running backs who basically teams are now drafting a cheap running back when their contract is up, when they're, when they're due for a new deal, it's kind of move on, draft a new one, you know? So the players got screwed and I think that they might get screwed again because their PR is just terrible. And fans, people like me, people like you, we're looking at what the, what the, like the, the proposal is and what we're seeing, uh, without reading all 400 plus pages of this, and we're not seeing anything that bad, and the players are super against it. So right now, I think the NFLPA needs to be a little bit more open and talk about what uh, the issues are and why they don't like the the adding another game and and all that. But of course, uh, the we we all know kind of that the the NFL wants 18 games. The players want to stay at 16, so we're going to get 17. That's just the way the negotiations are going to go, in my opinion. Is uh, that it's just going to happen that way where where we see that uh, that 17 game season and uh, Jeff Fisher will probably just go seven nine and one if you guys are curious if he's ever a head coach again uh, but that's kind of the CBA and again if you guys want uh, more information on the CBA if you if I can help out with that at all um, I could I'll, I'll at least send you guys uh, the the link so you can look through it yourself and I do plan on reading it but right now uh, I just started a new class uh, this week so 
kind of getting my feet wet in that, and we're getting there. But a lot of reading in this class, so I, that's why I didn't get a chance to actually read the CBA because there's a lot of reading already for me. So uh, we're getting there, though. We're getting there. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on from the CBA. Again, if you guys have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out. That is, I'm, I'm pretty reachable, actually. Um, just nobody does. <laughs> and just not Facebook Messenger. That's the only thing. Just don't message me on Facebook. I hate when the little head pops up on my phone. I hate it with all my heart, so I just turned it off. Uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about some, some Rams players here. So uh, let's talk about, first of all, there's a lot of people talking about restructures. Jared Goff could restructure, save almost $17 million in 2020 cap. Todd Gurley could restructure. Brandon Cooks could restructure. I would say that Cooks restructuring is the most likely, followed by Todd Gurley and then Jared Goff. Uh, we'll kind of see how that all unfolds, but I think that uh, that Gurley and Cooks could be the ones to, to restructure simply because their production level. And Jared Goff actually, near the end of the year, was playing really well. And definitely had some strong games. Of course, he did have some some not so strong games there mixed in. But I think overall, he's a very talented uh, talented quarterback, and he's got a, a great deep ball. So uh, keeping that in mind, though, the Rams roster is still basically set. So if you look at all the skill positions, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, cornerback, safety, linebackers, all of that, the Rams are basically set. Don't really need anybody in those positions. You look at the, the retirement of Eric Weddle, Taylor Rapps coming in. Uh, Clay Matthews is still under contract, but we still have some players there. Uh, Dante Fowler is already said to be a priority or uh, like that the Rams want to bring him back, obviously. Same with Corey Littleton at the linebacker spot, the inside linebacker spot. Uh, but other than that, you look at wide receiver, running back, and quarterback. Those are all set. Could use some pieces on the offensive line. Uh, Whitworth is expected to be back. Uh, but then, really, you look at defensive line and offensive line, there's a couple of spots there. Michael Brockers, uh, his spot looks to be opening up uh, for somebody else, but his replacement may be on the roster already. So the reason that I mention any any of that is because uh, the Rams may not just not need that much money to open up. I, I know that everybody's kind of freaking out about the cap right now. Everybody's a little bit worried, I guess, about how much money the Rams have and and, and being able to bring in new new talent, but really, I mean, you look at one or two offensive linemen in free agency, maybe a defensive lineman in, in a free agency, maybe a linebacker in free agency, uh, but I think the Rams can cover that, even with the, the cap space that they're at right now. Uh, so Corey Littleton is a priority to return. Uh, Witt is expected back. Uh, there is no word on those negotiations yet. There's no word on Fowler yet. Uh, but we are hearing that Michael Brockers, uh, reported by Lindsay Theory, is expected to test the open market. Uh, Clay Matthews still under contract. Trader release before June 1st is a $2 million uh, in dead cap. But after that is zero. But of course, he would have made that money. And then uh, the Rams do have some RFAs to restricted free agents to make decisions on. And uh, to go over those for you guys real fast, there's only three. Uh, wide receiver JoJo Natson probably won't get a super high round tender, uh, but... Maybe like a two or a three, maybe a possible four too, uh, just in case uh, if another team does want to offer him and the Rams don't want to match it, we at least get something out of it, uh, which would be that draft pick. Uh, defensive end Morgan Fox, who kind of has carved himself out a, a nice little role as a rotational player, and uh, he could see some more playing time uh, as the uh, you know as Michael Brockers is leaving and 
you know, we kind of a new defensive coordinator. He he has an opportunity to kind of be an important piece. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a high round tender on him, but a two would make sense for me. Uh, but I would like to see Morgan Fox back on the team and uh, defensive back uh, Dante Dion. Uh, Dion might get a he might get a tender offer. He might not, but he's not going to be extremely sought after. So ultimately, for 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 Dion, I would say. I would say he's going to be a Ram no matter what, whether he receives the tender or not. So that's going to be an interesting one to, to kind of keep an eye on. But overall, though, uh, the Rams, I mean, these these are three rotational players at best. I mean, you got Jojo Natson, who has been, you know, the, the punt returner, kick returner kind of guy, uh, did get an injury there. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where I like Natson, actually, as a returner. I think he's... He's got some uh, not as exciting as Tavon Austin, but also a little bit safer, I would say, than Tavon Austin. Uh, not not as not as risky as Tavon Austin, but that's actually what I liked about Tavon was uh, his risk taking and the fact that he would he would just bounce around all over the place and make some cool things happen. I was a fan, so uh, that's just me, I guess. I guess I know not everybody's a Tavon fan. There's there's an ar- that article out saying that uh, he could make his return to the team this year and. That uh, that reaction, that fan reaction has been really funny to keep an eye on. By the way, fan reaction on most things has been absolutely incredible. Uh, speaking of fan reaction, I'm going to go ahead and this is actually not even in my notes. Uh, but I do want to talk about this a little bit, which is the uniforms and the, the logo changes. And uh, well, not I, well, it's all changing colors, logo, uniforms. It's all changing. And we actually got a little bit the the first actual real teaser that we've been able to find. Uh, it was just released a little bit ago, actually, prior to recording this. The Rams' official uh, social media pages posted a video of a guy just coming in on the Rams studio and just taking off the logo and walking away. So that was a little bit interesting. That tells me that uh, we are getting closer to the unveiling, which is going to be fun. But I want to—I just want to point this out right now. If you've been buying any of the leaks, I, I don't even know what to say to you, okay? None of those are real. None of them are close to real. And if you think that the Rams COO would retweet or tweet photos of the actual logo before the unveiling, then, I mean, then you're, you're first of all, you're new to social media. I don't know if I can help you there, okay? Because that's not going to happen. Uh, the thing is, that, though, that we do know now is that uh, the uniforms are expected after the draft. We're not expected to get those until after the draft. But before the draft is actually, we are expected to see the logo and the color scheme. And, of course, this has to happen. And not necessarily has to, but it makes a lot of sense uh, to be able to give your your rookies your new logo cap, um, have the new colors, and actually represent the team in a way with with, with a logo and stuff that they're actually going to use. You know, if, the, if they showed up with... They're the old logo, the snail logo, on draft day with uh, with hats and everything, and then they never even use that logo on the field. Then, you know, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. So, we are going to get that. Uh, but my my biggest point is, uh, first of all, don't feed the trolls. Which in this case is actually Kevin Demoff. Kevin Demoff is the biggest troll right now, uh, as far as the the Rams go, and that's really unfortunate that everybody's believing everything. There was a, there was one that came out. I share them too, by the way. I share them just to rile up Rams fans, but I'm very open about that. I am very open that I only, I'm only sharing these concepts and and uh, people thinking that the the leaks are coming out simply to stir people up. 
that's kind of what I do. So uh, if you guys are gonna bite, then I'm gonna I'm gonna keep feeding it. You know what I mean? So might as well. I guess that's what Kevin Demoff's uh, point is too. So don't feed the trolls. Me and Kevin Demoff, stop feeding us because the second you guys freak out about these colors and everything, we do, we're just sitting here laughing. I'm I'm just gonna guess that me and Kevin Demoff are in the same boat, and we're just sitting here laughing at everybody who thinks that the Rams COO would actually tweet out the logo before the unveiling. I just can't. I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. Okay, so we kind of got off track there. Uh, well, not off track because I did want to talk about that. I did have it. I did have a little a little note saying to bring up uniform stuff, but I want to go back. Uh, I want to talk about some high priority free agents that the Rams have coming up for themselves now. So let's get back into that. Okay, so high priority free agents. Who are the Rams going to bring back? And this is going to be um, this is going to be an interesting one to watch because the Rams do have some players that that need to come back, in my opinion, that we want them back, and there's some that we just blatantly don't need. So um, I got the full list of all of the Rams uh, free agents, but I've got some here as well, and these are the ones that I consider high priority. Uh, but there is some notes on these. So uh, my first one is going to be linebacker Dante Fowler. Fowler was definitely the the best edge rusher for the Rams. I know that that Clay Matthews, he was playing well in the beginning and then he got hurt and he just really wasn't the same after that uh, for the rest of the season. So it was unfortunate that his year kind of went that way. He was the Rams leading leading sacker for a little while, um, even into his injury he was, but ultimately I thought that he kind of played uh, pretty average. He had a couple of really good plays and some games that he played really strong in but overall Dante Fowler he is the guy to me uh, he's the one that the Rams really need to bring back and um, you know 12 million dollars is what he made last year in 2019 I would say that he's probably going to be right around that if the Rams do bring him back uh, that is of course going to be a big chunk uh, into the into the salary cap but again there are some options there uh, you know I had mentioned that the Rams may not need so much extra money but uh, I do think that Brandon Cooks will restructure. I think I think that that's something that's on the way. And a restructure is very simple. Basically, what happens is uh, some of the base salary is converted into bonus pay, which uh, in turn kind of translates uh, the cap stuff. There's a bunch of behind the scenes stuff that goes on with this, and uh, I don't I don't fully understand everything uh, as far as the the salary cap goes. Uh, but I always try to to explain it the best way I can. But at the same time, we don't really need to understand that if the Rams convert uh, base pay into bonus, that it goes again, it kind of disappears from the cap, or at least a, a, a portion of that disappears from the from the cap hit. So that's really the only important part. You don't under, uh, we all none of us need, really need to understand why that happens. It just it is true though. Uh, we did it with Johnny Hecker not that long ago. Uh, we've done it a few times, but uh, Brandon Cooks, Anton Gurley, and Jared Goff are all candidates for that. So we'll kind of see what happens. But uh, linebacker Corey Littleton is another one for me that I would like really like to see back. I think he's a very important part of this uh, defense and a very underrated player. One of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. He made $3 million in 2019. His market value, according to Track right now, is $12.2 million. So that's $24 million, if you guys are kind of keeping track, uh, between just Fowler and Littleton, which, of course, the Rams do not have that much cap space. So something would need to be done. Uh, but also, this does not include uh, any kind of, you know, cap cuts or anything like that. So, um, I mean, obviously, Michael Brockers is, he's already a free agent, so he's not going to get cut. But we are, we're probably going to see some cuts and uh, some some more space opened up. 
the club option on Nikel Roby Coleman, who made five point two million dollars last year, is scheduled to make five or a four point four four point five, excuse me, in uh, two thousand twenty. Uh, but either way, he could be cut, and there would be zero dead cap there. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, he's a good corner and a really good nickel cornerback at that. So having him back on the defense would be uh, pretty nice, uh, especially with Troy Hill on the outside. Uh, if that is something that the Rams are going to pursue, is having Troy Hill as a starter. Uh, Darius Williams also played pretty well in that spot. Uh, and then there's some other names that we'll we'll t- kind of talk about later as some big name potential as uh, as we get closer to free agency. Uh, let's see here, Bryce Hager. This is actually I would consider this mildly high priority, and the reasoning for that is I think the team is really high on on Hager. You know, he was especially or initially expected to be a starter going into last year and it kind of just didn't work out and Troy Reader played really well so uh, Bryce Hager may not get the callback but I do think that the team really likes him he only made $800,000 in 2019 if he's going to be a starter of course that's not going to fly but the team does really seem to like him guard Austin Blythe made only $600,000 in 2019 he has very high value after playing really well at center after Brian Allen got hurt um, but also, he's got the versatility to play uh, both guard slots as well as the center position. So, uh, you know, I think Blythe is much better at center than he is guard. I know that in the 2018 season, he played really well at that uh, right guard spot. Um, but we needed to move him over at the beginning of the season. The Rams offensive line was not playing as well as, as I, most of us thought they would in 2019. Uh, then we did have some injuries, of course, Joseph Nopum, left guard, and then center Brian Allen going out. Blythe comes in and and takes over that role. Corbett comes in out of nowhere, and he plays really well at the left guard spot. So uh, some interesting spots going on or some interesting situations going on. I know Whitworth is coming back, but I almost think that the Rams may not need him. Uh, he had his worst year as a Ram in 2019, and we've still got a guy like Joseph Nopum who can take over that role. Uh, Bobby Evans played well at right tackle, which means maybe Havenstein could move over to left tackle or Havenstein stay at right, Bobby Evans to left, whatever it happens to be. Even uh, Edwards played really well on the offensive line. So I think the Rams offensive line is actually in a better position than most fans think. And I think that we could have our five starters already on the roster uh, with or without Andrew Whitworth. Uh, the depth is the problem for me on that uh, on that front, because if we have... Say we have uh, Nopum at left tackle, and then uh, Corbett at left guard, Blythe at center, Edwards at right guard, and Evans at right tackle. Yeah, that's an awesome starting lineup, or in my opinion, that's a decent starting lineup, a serviceable starting lineup that can get you through a season, uh, but where's the depth? And that's where the concern would come in. Um, So Brian Allen, of course, if he was going to be a depth guy... Uh, that could happen, and that would be a that would be a good a good spot for him because he wasn't playing necessarily super strong at that center position. But uh, Austin Blythe has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, ability to help the the Rams offensive line, and so of course he's not going to make six hundred thousand dollars if he does come back. Uh, he will be making uh, more than that, of course. Uh, Greg Zerline, also another name that I want to throw out on this list, in my opinion is one of the higher priority guys. I'd put him uh, up in that Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton range as far as importance of bringing back. He made $2.25 million in 2019, and most teams right now are still having a hard time finding decent kickers in the NFL. This is actually not even an NFL-only issue. This is an XFL issue, too, with having trouble finding kickers to consistently kick field goals uh, at a high percentage. So 
Uh, Greg Zuberlein, still one of the top NFL kickers, in my personal opinion. Uh, he did have a down year, but at the same time, he was kind of hurt also, uh, and he is getting a little bit older. I believe uh, he is about 32 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Where's his name on this list? Because uh, I, I believe that's right, but yeah, he's 32 years old, so uh, he is getting up there, and he's been with the, the team for a while. He is one of eight players uh, who is actually returning to the Rams from that that is from the St. Louis Rams, and actually to give you guys those names real fast, all um, I do have them saved here. Uh, all the names of these these are players who are on the current roster who were also St. Louis Rams. We got Greg Zerline, Johnny Hecker, Michael Brockers, Jake McQuaid, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley, Bryce Hager, and Rob Havenstein. That is it. That is all of them. If you guys have been Rams fans for a while, you guys know that uh, from from L.A. to St. Louis. Uh, Isaac Bruce was the the last remaining one, so we'll, we'll see who who makes it. I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's probably gonna be Aaron Donald. That's just gonna be my guess personally. So, uh, let's see where are we at here. Um, let's get into some other news. Uh, those are your high priority guys, in my opinion. Uh, we'll kind of see what happens. I also think it's worth noting. I you know there's three linebackers mentioned in in my high priority Rams free agents: Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, and Bryce Hager. Uh, but it's worth noting that Les Snead has already been openly vocal about how high he is on linebacker Micah Kaiser, who I've been high on since since he joined the Rams, you know, going back and looking at his stuff, because that's kind of how I do it is uh, I wait for them to come to the Rams and then I go backwards and, and look at them. I don't look at all, you know, hundreds of prospects coming into the draft and then try to figure out who I like and don't like. I just wait until after the draft, go back, do my research that way. Um, just so that I can give you guys more in-depth information instead of just a little bit on every guy. So, um, But Micah Kaiser, definitely been a fan of him, and it's been unfortunate. His history has been a little bit unfortunate as far as the injuries go, but uh, Micah Kaiser could be an important piece of the, the Rams' offense, come or uh, defense, excuse me, coming up uh, this, this next season. Let's take a look at other stuff, though. Uh, the Rams are not expected to use a franchise tag this season. Les Need's been pretty open about that. Uh, it is, of course, still an option. Uh, wouldn't be surprised necessarily to see it go to a guy like uh, Littleton or Fowler, uh, but I think that it would be more fiscally responsible to just give either of those guys an extension if you do want to bring them back. Again, players not a big fan of the franchise tag, and Chris Jones on the herd. Uh, I'd referenced that conversation earlier. Uh, he had mentioned that actually it's it's a it's a part of part of it is not feeling like you're you're really appreciated by the team that you know they 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 want you around but kind of not really and they they just kind of then one more year let's see how you do one more time kind of thing and um not players not not a big fan of that the Rams don't really use it that often there's some teams that use it uh, almost every year uh, Rams are not really one of those we saw it I think four years in a row. Uh, but not last year, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the Rams logo and the colors are expected to release before the draft. I did talk about this. Uniforms are expected after the draft. Uh, so just keep in mind, uh, you know, all these logos and stuff that we're all wearing, uh, they're, they're, they're going away, and it's going to be fun. So I'm excited. I'm super excited. I'm going to love it no matter what. Um, I know that some fans are going to hate it no matter what, no matter what it looks like. Uh, some fans are going to absolutely despise it. Uh, but that's okay with me, I guess. You know, I guess um, some some people just can't be pleased. But for me, I guess this is my, my mindset with it is no matter what the, the logo or uniforms look like, to me, they're they're the Rams logo and uniforms and colors. So to me, they're, they're perfect no matter what. I mean, I realize that that's a mildly corny thing to say, 
but I stand by it. All right, I stand by it 100%. All right, let's see here. Um, that was about leaks. Kind of already went into that. Um, schedule release. Uh, so every year the schedule releases a little bit before the draft. Uh, last year was April seventeenth. So we're gonna we're looking at next month, or yeah, yeah, next month. It is. <laughs> it's April is next month. It is March now. So uh, we're looking at next month for that. Uh, usually middle of the month. So I know a lot of people are searching for this because I can see what you guys are searching for do my in-depth research, and I can see what you guys are looking for. But it's not out yet, guys. It comes out mid-April. You know, so make sure you guys... Uh, well, And I'll be doing, like, my schedule stuff again. I will absolutely be doing that stuff uh, where I, you know, make my images and, and all that for for that. So uh, we'll, we'll be getting into all that as well. I think it's time, though, for some Joe Stradamus. All right, let's get into some Joe Stradamus. This is a very simple one for you guys, and... Uh, you know, I I didn't go too hard on this one, I guess. I, I'm just going to tell you guys. I'm going to say that the Rams sacrificed bringing back Dante Fowler to bring in Darius Slay from Detroit. Uh, we've seen uh, some kind of poaching, I guess you could call it, from Jalen Ramsey trying to get Darius Slay over to the Rams. We'll see what happens with that, I guess. But um, Slay and Ramsey combo, I think, just makes a lot of sense. And to give a guy... Uh, like Staley, the Rams' new defensive coordinator, to give him those guys and pair him with NRC, who could be staying, a club option to stay, I think that's that's one strong secondary, and I think that would be really, really great for him. Um, also, by the way, guys, I don't know if you saw the comment uh, McVay said on Staley. He had mentioned that uh, Fangio, Vic Fangio, who's now the Broncos head coach, was the Bears defensive coordinator before he said that he was the hardest defense to play against and that's what went into him picking up a member of that defensive coaching staff to become his defensive coordinator is that he hated going against Fangio if you guys remember that was like the first game that we were like oh no is McVay not a prodigy <laughs> is he not the guy because uh, that was the one it, it was scored six points two field goals didn't get a touchdown and we were all like oh no he he's been figured out and it was a scary moment but that was all Fangio so actually led to Staley, but that's going to be my Joe Stradamus pick, is that Darius Slay becomes a Ram, and we got the the whole Slay and Ramsey thing that's going on right now, it's very awesome, and I'm loving it, personally, um, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Fowler, I would like back, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I'm not gonna, I would never lie to you guys, I would love Fowler back, but Slay coming to the Rams, I'm in it, alright, I'm about that life, for sure. Uh, that's gonna do it for me, though, alright, well, I'm gonna go ahead and hop out of here, it's been about 30 minutes. And uh, most of that was Ramble, so we're getting back into the groove. I know, uh, you know, we, uh, I've missed you guys. I know it's been a while, and uh, we're, we gotta we gotta get back into the groove in the process. So we got some good stuff coming up. We got uh, draft talk coming up, of course. We will talk about the draft. I'm just not gonna do mock drafts and stuff like that. We'll talk about some big prospects, some guys who would really fit into the Rams uh, scheme and all that stuff. Some guys that the Rams are actually talking to, working out, doing interviews with. Uh, we'll we will go into all that. We're just not doing mock drafts because those are a waste of time. So. Uh, we're going to get into all of that stuff uh, in the next few weeks coming up. We got draft coming up uh, at the end of next month. Uh, we got free agency this month. We'll talk a, definitely a lot about that. Uh, and then we'll get into the training camp stuff in uh, in the summertime, July time, which is 
sheriff's birthday time which is always a fun time so yeah there you go uh, that is gonna do it for me make sure you guys follow the ram Sho- showcase on all your favorite social media that would be at ram showcase on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can follow me as well at sheriff joe bags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash sheriff joe bags pretty simple stuff there uh, that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.